بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على خاتم النبيين وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين اللهم انا نسالك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم ربنا زدنا علما continuing to discuss the case of shafa'ah started last week we gave a summary on the divisions of the case of shafa'ah and the conditions Last week we explained that, alhamdulillah, tonight inshallah we'll talk about these ayahs and hadith which is talking about the case of Shafa'ah. And as we said before, that the case of Shafa'ah is very important for every Muslim. And Muslims really think a lot about the case of Shafa'ah and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa for us. But shaitan, na'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, is always trying to drag Muslims and curse them to, to go astray, to go away from the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He does not come to them and say, do the kufr, or do polytheism, or disobey Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, no. But he comes with certain ways that he tricks Muslims so they will follow him to Jahannam, na'udhu billah. As Allah told us in the Holy Book, subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَلَا تَتَّبِعُوا خُطُوَاتِ الشَّيْطَانِ The meaning of that, do not follow the steps of shaitan. So shaitan is really going in steps. He does not go in, he does not go all of a sudden like this. He does not come to a Muslim and say, come become a kafir. Come with me to Jahannam. He doesn't say that. But he actually use steps to trick Muslims to follow him to Jahannam, na'udhu billah. As Allah told us subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Holy Book, that he already swore to Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala, and he said, فَبِعِزَّتِكَ لَأُغْوِيَنَّهُمْ أَجْمَعِينَ إِلَّا عِبَادَكَ مِنْهُمُ الْمُخْلَصِينَ So he actually wants to drag us with him, with this swear, to Jahannam, na'udhu billah. Tayyip. Let's see what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said and what Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the case of Shafa'ah. First of all, somebody will ask, what is the connection? And why are you related to the case of Shafa'ah to the book of Tawheed? Actually, because the prophets who worship the idols or the graves or the trees, they do not really worship them saying that they are the creators and standards of this universe. But they say they are asking them to be shufa'a, intercessors to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's exactly what the prophets in the time of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that they want them to be their intercessors to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because they say we cannot go directly to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are humble people, we are sinful people, you know. We have to have to go through, to, through these people. These are five persons and then they bring you this ayah when they use it in the wrong place they say ala anna awliya allahi la khawfun alayhim wa lahum yahzanun they complete the ayah alladheena amanu wa kanu yastakoon the problem is that some people they, they, they take part of the ayah and for their own then they, they leave the rest of it they complete the ayah and shaitan is really doing this to use the things that count to serve his idea 
again back to remember, to remember the, the rule we discussed long time ago that a Muslim really should study Quran and Sunnah then take his creed or faith not to bring the idea in his mind then to go and grab ayahs and hadith to serve his idea it's a very important case here brothers and if you think of it this way you understand why those people who can ask say easily because they have the idea in their mind then they go and grab collect choose ayahs and the hadith to serve their idea Quran is not this way the true Muslim does not do this actually as soon as he receives an ayah or hadith he thinks of it, he takes it, and he follows question here and we always give this an example what do we do when we are required to do a research do we go and just grab an idea and just write down and give it to the manager or to the doctor in the university or so on or do we go and study the whole case every case of this topic so many books then we bring the, the evidences then we give our opinions upon these evidences that's what we say about Quran and Sunnah a true Muslim before he says or talks about any belief or any creed he goes and study Quran and Sunnah then he says okay I understood from this, this ayat from this hadith that this is supposed to be this way now case of Shabbat Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the first ayah here he mentioned the author rahmatullah alayh وَأَنْذِرُبِهِ الَّذِينَ يَخَافُونَ أَنْ يُحْشَرُوا إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ لَيْسَ لَهُمْ مِنْ دُونِهِ وَلِيٌّ وَلَا شَفِيعٌ لَيْسَ لَهُمْ مِنْ دُونِهِ يعني من دون الله ولي ولا شفيع no شفيع will be for us unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows it that's why you said last week that شفاعه to be accepted it has to have three conditions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will approve the intercessor will approve the one who is receiving the شفاعه will permit the shafa'ah to, to take place three conditions and this all in the ayahs that we will see inshallah in this point the first ayah is mentioning the case that no shafa'ah will be done unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows it while in dunya this condition is not required if you want to make shafa'ah or wasah as you call it in Saudi language you can't go directly to the general manager and say okay I want to talk about that guy he deserves to be permitted, you know, promoted and so on so on so on you do not go and ask him for permission for Shafa'ah you just directly go and talk to him like this but for Allah wa ta'ala, no it's not the same it develops totally the other ayah the second ayah says قُلِّ الشَّفَاعَةُ جَمِيعًا all Shafa'ah is for Allah يعني no one will bring his own even Muhammad even Muhammad as we will see later in the case of hadith of Shafa'ah and the judgment day so every shafa'ah is for Allah and no one is owning anything of shafa'ah unless allows him subhanahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows him unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permit him otherwise no one will make any shafa'ah third ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said man dhal ladhi yashfa'u indahu illa bi'idhna no one will make shafa'ah unless he permits subhanahu wa ta'ala we see this when we talk about the hadith of Shafa'ah let's just bring it back again to remind ourselves Al-Bukhari and Muslim mentioned that the hadith 
that Muhammad said that people in the judgment day after they suffer of standing thirsty, no food, no, no water, naked, barefooted for 50,000 years after they suffer they talk to each other and say why don't we go and talk to someone to make shafa'a to Allah to start our judgment because they became so tired so the first person they think of is their father, Adam alayhi salam. So they go to their father, Adam alayhi salam. So Adam say, no, go to Nuh alayhi salam. Actually you will see that the five messengers mentioned in this hadith are the strong will messengers, ul azmi min al-rusul. Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa, Isa, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So what about Adam? Adam is not a messenger, but he is the father of all. So the first thing they thought is that the, the, the human beings, the mankind, in the judgment day, the first thing they think of is their father, Adam alayhi salam. So their father, Adam alayhi salam, our father, will send them to Nuh alayhi salam, the first messenger. And that's why we say in this hadith that the first messenger is not Adam. But Nuh alayhi salam, in this hadith, which is in the Bukhari Muslim, as we said. Nuh sends them again to Musa. For some reasons, we don't want to discuss because it will take us a long time. Musa alayhi salam will send him to Isa. Sorry, Nuh will send him to Ibrahim alayhi salam. Ibrahim will send him to Musa. Musa will send him to Isa. Isa will send him to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam. Then Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam will go and bow and he makes sujood under the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he makes a lot of dua. And here's the point. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him, Ya Muhammad, irfa ra'atak. Ah, now this is the permission. This is the permission for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to make shafa'ah for the people of the judgment day. Did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam directly ask shafa'ah from Allah? Did, Allah, did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam directly go to Allah and say, Allah, please, start the judgment of these people? No. First of all, he bowed. He made sujood. And he then made a lot of dua. To Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow him, then when Allah allowed him, then he made the shafa'ah. Although Allah knows, subhanahu wa ta'ala everything, but this is just to show that even Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, although he's the best person ever walked on earth, still he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam does not own the shafa'ah. Then we say, can we ask Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam for shafa'ah now? No. Why? For two reasons. First of all, that he doesn't own it now. Upon this hadith, which is in Bukhari Muslim, we, he will own this shafa'ah and the judgment day. One case. Second case is that he is dead, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And clearly in our holy book, the holy book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu we are not allowed in Islam to ask the dead people. Three conditions to be asked, as we said before, APC, alive, present, capable. And Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is not alive. Do we have to repeat the case of alive and dead? We say that Muhammad is alive and died and dead also at the same time. Always make this, you know, make people think shaky. What about this? We are saying that Muhammad is dead, but he is also alive. So people say, what are you talking about? Now, give us a correct answer now. Is, it, is he alive? Is he alive? Or is he dead? So he will, he will be shocked and he will be, he will be thinking. And that's really a case of Muhammad used to do this. He used to give a question in order to give correct answer. When he talked to Mu'ad, 
رضي الله عنه said أتدري ما حق الله على العباد do you know he just gave him the answer directly he asked him the question why to make his attention bring his attention to attract his attention so when you talk to people when you see people are having a problem or hesitating and understanding that Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم is alive or dead ask him this question is he alive or is he dead if he says he is alive he will contradict the Quran if he says that he is dead he will contradict Sunnah and also contradict the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells in his holy book وَلَا تَقُولُ لِمَنْ يُقْتَلُ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا بَلْ أَحْيَاءٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ يُرْزَقُونَ If this is shuhada and they are alive what about Muhammad who is better than shuhada? Of course Muhammad is better than any shaheed better than any person else better than every messenger so if shuhada are alive I have done this ayah so Muhammad is better and better life than that then how are we going to to deal with this case? Because some Muslims when they heard this and they know that Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is alive They go and ask Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in his grave or far away from his grave Usually they come to the grave and ask Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Ya Rasulullah give us this And that's done even by not regular people I told you that one of the Uthmanis Khalifa called Salim Al-Awwal When he faced a lot of trouble with the Russians in the war between Uthmanis Empire and the, the, the Russians Empire that was in the 17th century or 18th century however he sent a paper or he would throw a paper into the grave asking Muhammad Sallallahu to give victory to his slaves La ilaha illallah and that paper was found in the room of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was opened in the year 1218 Hijriya they found a paper saying Ya Rasulullah unsur ibadak Nastaghfirullah wa natubu so why did he do this? Because he believes that Muhammad is alive. But he misunderstood that his life is not the same as our life. He missed that the lives are three. Our life, Barzakh life, Judgment Day life. And each life has its own system. And there is no connection between these lives. When we understand this clearly then we will have no trouble. Yes, we believe that Muhammad is this life. In Barzakh now. This of uh, everybody. Better than anyone else. But his life has no connection with our life. So in this case we cannot ask him. So what are we going to do with the case of Shafa'ah? How are we going to ask Allah for Shafa'ah? Will we ask Muhammad Sallallahu directly? No. We'll ask the one who owns the Shafa'ah now. That's Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Allahumma shafi'ina Muhammad Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We'll ask Allah to make Muhammad Sallallahu our Shafi'ah. And even we do this in, in every Adhan. You remember the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that if someone, if anyone hears the adhan and he says with the muaddin, when he says Allah akbar, he says Allah akbar, Allah akbar, four times, ashadu ala Allah, ashadu ala Muhammad rasulullah, when he reads the adhan, he will say, Allahumma rabba abhi da'wati al-tamma wa s-salat al-qaima, aati muhammadan al-wasilata wal-fadila, wa ba'athu maqaman mahmoodan al-lazhi wa'adda, innaka la tukhlifu al-mi'ad. Maqaman mahmoodan here is the major or the greater shafa'a. So when we ask this for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that we are asking Allah to make him also shafi' for us. Right. The third or fourth ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَكَمْ مِنْ مَلَكٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ لَا تُغْنِي شَفَاعَتُهُمْ شَيْئًا إِلَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ أَنْ يَأْذَنَ اللَّهُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَيَرْضَى This ayah is containing the conditions. 
first of all, the, the, the first of the ayah, Allah is telling God subhanahu wa ta'ala that so many angels in the heavens, their shafa'a will do nothing for people. Unless, unless Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permitted and it will be for the one who deserves it. We know upon the manhaj of sunnah wal jama'ah that shafa'a is so many. We said last week, as we mentioned the paper we have, that there are four shafa'a special for Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and there are some other shafa'a which is also for Muhammad sallallahu and for the others. Part of the people who are going to make shafa'a also the angels, the shuhada, the good Muslims, the children who die early of their age before they become yani, old enough to be required for Islam cases. All these will make shafa'ah. So angels will do. Allah mentioned in this ayah that there are angels also they, are, they have shafa'ah. So in this case, this shafa'ah will not take place unless Allah permitted and Allah unless that all the other conditions that Allah Ta'ala will be satisfied with the person who is going to receive the shafa'ah or to be benefiting from shafa'ah. Also in the other ayah, Allah Ta'ala said, قُدْعُوا الَّذِينَ تُدْعَمْتُمْ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ لَا يَمْلِكُونَ مِتْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَلَا فِي الْأَرْضِ Covid. He's talking to those people who worship someone other than Allah Ta'ala, some people, some idols, some... Covid. Allah is telling me to this, to Covid, Covid, and ask them for Shabbat. They cannot do anything. When the Qurayshis, who used to worship Allah, Wal-Uzza, Wal-Manat, Al-Salitha, and so on, Will they be benefiting from shafa'ah of this in the judgment day? Will they be benefiting from hubal shafa'ah? Will, will the Christians will be benefiting from the shafa'ah of Isa alayhi salam? Will the Jew will be benefiting from the shafa'ah of Uzair or Musa or Isa and the others? No. That's why in some other eyes Allah has telling us that in the judgment day, the persons, the past persons who have been followed and wrongly obeyed or wrongly worshipped, they will try to, they will show their free off of the followers. إِذْ تَبَرَّعَ الَّذِينَ اتُّبِعُوا مِنَ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا وَرَأُوا الْعَذَابَ وَتَقَطَّعَتْ بِهِمُ الْأَسْبَابِ تَبَرَّعُوا خلاص بَرَاءَ Complete بَرَاءَ they, they, they will not accept it. They will not accept what they have done after their death. So Isa ibn Maryam السلام, when he comes in the judgment day, he will reject all of these Christians. Even if they say, yeah, yeah, Isa, we have followed you, we have worshipped you. We have worshipped your cross. We worshipped your mother. We worshipped your father. Astaghfirullah. He will be free of them. If you read that ayah, in the end of Surah Abi Imran, it قال الله يا عيسى ابن مريم أنت قلت للناس اتخذوني وأمي إلهين من دون الله. Allah is asking Isa ibn Maryam, although he knows Subhanahu wa Taala, but this uh, this question is just to make clear for him and for the others also. Have you, ya Isa ibn Maryam, asked people to worship you with your mother instead of Allah? قال سبحانك ما قلت لهم إلا ما أمرتني به أن أعبد الله ربي وربك. رَبِّي وَرَبُّكُمْ 
So he is my Lord and yours also. Do not worship me, worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وكنت وكنت عليهم شهيدا ما كنت فيهم فلما توفيتني كنت أنت آه now he is freeing off of this evil world how many people are worshiping Isa now unfortunately billions all of these will be losing in the judgment day because Isa ibn Maryam the one they worship عليه السلام will be free of them he will reject them so they will not go to dream of having Shabbat of Isa alayhi salam. No way. So these people, Allah telling them to call those people, do they have anything? Can they, they, do they own anything? Even the, 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 uh, the ants. You know the ants? Very small thing that, uh, maybe small thing that at the time of Muhammad is known to people. They ha- did not own that. Yitqala Zarra actually is the uh, ants are not the same actually. Ants, they are different. They are, there are large ants, there are very small ants. In Arabic it's called Zarra. Namla, Surah Al-Naml, that is Naml. It could be a little bit larger, it could be medium. But Zarra is the smallest of the ants. So they don't have this even. They cannot own this in the judgment day. They do not own anything. Those you have worshipped, he's talking to him subhanahu wa ta'ala, that those you have worshipped or required or asked for shaza'ah, they do not own anything, even the smallest ant. Then he, the author rahmatullah alayhi, mentioned what Shaykh al-Islam bin Taymiyyah rahimahullah mentioned about these ayahs and the hadith of shaza'ah, that he is explaining that the case of Shafa'ah actually is only for Allah. Upon these ayahs, upon the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which he mentioned, which he also mentioned in here, that he come and he bow sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he does not start Shafa'ah. He bow, he makes sujood, he makes dua, he does not start Shafa'ah. No, he's only just bowing and making dua, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he received the permission by Allah, when he tells him, Ya Muhammad, irfa ra'atak, wasaltuhata, washfa tushafa, then he makes shafa'ah. Now he got the permission to make shafa'ah. And that's the maqam al-mahmood that he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wanted to have, and he told us, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to ask Allah to give him this maqam al-mahmood. Allahumma rabba hadhi al-da'wat al-tamma wa al-salat al-qa'ima aati muhammadan al-wasilat wal-fadilah wa ba'athu maqaman mahmoodan al-lazhi wa'atta. Abu Hurairah رضي الله عنه وارضاه this hadith is in Bukhari also he asked Rasulullah sallam who is going to be the happiest having your shafa'ah ya Rasulullah of course hadith is longer than which you mentioned in Arabic here on your translation of the book Rasulullah sallam asked him in the beginning he said yeah the meaning of what he said sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to Abu Hurairah that I thought no one will ask me before you about this because you know Abu Hurairah Abu Hurairah رضي الله عنه by the way Although he, he accepted Islam late, in the year of Khaybar, that was seventh of Hijrah. Very late, very late. Yani that's after how many? About twenty years of the Risal of Muhammad Thirteen years in Mecca and seven years until Khaybar. That's twenty years. 
And he stayed with Muhammad only maybe three years or four years only. But he was the most gatherer of Quran, of, of uh, Sunnah. All of the Sahaba, they narrated Quran, the Quran and Sunnah, but Abu Hurairah narrated more than anyone else. Because he, when he accepted Islam, he came and he stayed in the masjid of Rasulullah He doesn't work. He doesn't do anything else. He just stayed in the masjid and hear the hadith of Muhammad and memorize it. That's why you will see Abu Hurairah have some kind of different case of the case of Salat al-Layl, Qiyam al-Layl, Tahajjud. He doesn't make Tahajjud. The Shahada. Abu Hurairah, one of the Sahaba, does not make Tahajjud? Yes. How do we know? From the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Abu Hurairah said, that Muhammad sallallahu told him and gave him an advice of three cases. One of them, to make witr before he sleeps. So he makes witr before he sleeps and he sleeps and wake up for al-Fajr. He doesn't make Tahajjud. Why? Because he was busy on memorizing the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That's why he gathered more than 5,000 hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Although it was only three or four years when he was with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So now, this really gives us a case, although this box out of the case of Shafa'ah, gives us the idea that a mu'min really think, should think and, and try his best to learn the deen of Allah, the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even if he has to be hungry, even if he has to be poor. One of the stories about Abu Hurairah that one day he said, for three days I did not find anything to eat. So I left the masjid trying to find somewhere or other to find some food, and I was walking and I fell on the ground because I was so hungry. Some people thought I was sick so they started to make ruqya on me. Subhanallah al-Azim. Why was he hungry? Was he a lazy man? He doesn't want to go and work? No. He was a man who wants to gather the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu So he put this as a priority for him and he left other things. A Muslim, a true Muslim, the one who really loves Allah wa ta'ala, loves Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, should try to, uh, to resemble these people, these great people who spent their lives for this deed. What are the, what's the result? Yes, he's going to be poor, yes. He's going to be weak, yes. But he's not going to be weak in the judgment day. He's, he's going to be a winner, a big winner in the judgment day. Because he has spent most of his life, and not all, he will spend it for this deal, learning and teaching. What's the use if he become a millionaire? But he is a very weak in his deal. And the judgment day he comes and maybe he's going to lose. And maybe at least he will go to Jahannam for a certain time, then he will go to Jannah. Ahl Sunnah Jama'ah, as we said, they believe that a manifest will not be settled in Jahannam. But he may pass by. He may stay in it sometime. Why? Depends on how many bad deeds he is doing. فَمَنْ ذَقُلَتْ مَوَازِينُهُ ذَقُلَتْ means good deeds are heavier than bad deeds. فَهُوَ فِي عِيشَةَ الرَّابِيَةِ the other way, وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ His skill is very light of good deeds. فَأُمُّهُ هَاوِيَةَ His mother is the Jahannam, نعوذ بالله, هَاوِيَةَ And why he say his mother? Because she hugs him like the mother hugs her husband. نَسَى اللَّهَ الْعَافِيَةَ نَسَى اللَّهَ الْعَافِيَةَ 
So back to the case of Abu Huraira. When we study the story of the life of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the spirit of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when we study the, the, the life story of this Sahaba, we will find how far these people who have led the whole world to the correct way. In 92 years they changed the, 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 the surface of the world. They changed the whole surface of the world with this La ilaha illallah. Those people who have spent their life for La ilaha illallah, find me how many of Sahaba were buried in Medina. Most of them are not buried in Medina. Buried in here in Najd, they buried in Iraq, they buried in Syria and Lebanon and Palestine and so on. Why? Abu Ayyub al-Ansari is buried by Istanbul now. Why? Maybe he's going for colder weather, huh? He's looking for tourism. This man, he left his family, his, his people for jihad, for spreading la ilaha illallah among people. Rabi'ah ibn Abdul Rahman, one of the Tabi'in scholars, or Tabi'in, Tabi'in, Tabi'in. His father, Abdul Rahman, married his mother. And in the first year she was pregnant, jihad was on, and everybody was called for jihad. So Abdul Rahman left Medina for jihad. For 28 years. He was in jihad, he did not come back home. Jihad for money, huh? Jihad for a good job. Jihad for business and there and there. No! Jihad for la ilaha illallah. And when he came back to Medina after 28 years, he came to his house directly. And he knocked the door and he got in. It was his wife. He met his son who did not know him, so he started to push him away. Who are you? Why are you here? What are you? Then he discovered that it's his father. By the way, his son Rabi'ah ibn Abdul Rahman was the sheikh of Imam Malik. Because he learned, his mother really paid a lot of money to make her son to learn this deen. So he became a big sheikh, very famous sheikh that Malik ibn Anas, one of the major four imams of this ummah, was his student. So put in mind that when we talk about Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we have to remember his seer, his life. How did he live, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? When you talk about the story life of these people, there were five people, we're not supposed to study their life to make it a step to exaggerate on them. Then worship them as we have done. And what Muslims they have done this all around the world. They come to a five person, they bring his miracles, then start to exaggerate on him, then they pay him or give him what Allah only deserves, subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, we want to study their life, so we will know, they will show us the way. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا The best example, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How do we know the example? How do we know how to live? How did this example live if we don't study his life? How do we know how we can follow him, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, if we do not study his life story? If we do not teach our children his life story? If we do not study his sahaba's life story? Because sahaba actually were the best practicers, or the best people who practice Qur'an and Sunnah. Yani, as they said, each one of the Sahaba was like a, 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 yani, a mushaf walking, a walking mushaf. Because he's practicing Qur'an, but he's a human being. He's a Qur'an, but he's a human being, because he's practicing each ayah and hadith that Muhammad has said, what Allah has said in his holy book. Whenever they receive anything, they directly practice it. 
من الله سبحانه وتعالى تنزل الآية وما كان لمؤمن ولا مؤمنة إذا قضى الله ورسوله أمرا أن يكون لهم الخيرة من أمرهم. من الله decided something when Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam decided something the Mu'mins have no choice but to obey. How did they practice this? Talha bin Ubaidillah radiallahu anhu one of the Sahaba he was coming to the masjid before he gets into the masjid he hears Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the member say Ya Ibadallah Jirisu sit down. So he, sat, he sits down outside of the masjid. Somebody, some people came later on to Bashar where he was sitting. What are you doing here? He said, well, I heard Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam telling me to sit down, so I sat down. Of course, if he came into the masjid and didn't sit down, that's natural. But he, he cannot. He cannot wait until he gets to the masjid. He hears Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam sit down, so he sit down. Because he heard this ayah before, وَمَا كَانَ لِمُؤْمِنٍ وَلَا مُؤْمِنَةٍ إِذَا قَضَى اللَّهُ أَمْرَهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَمْرًا أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُمْ خَيْرَةٌ مِنْ أَمْرِهِمْ Now just ask ourselves now. Let us ask ourselves, do we do the same? When we receive the order of Allah or of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we say, wait, 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 we think about this. Let's try to find another shaykh who gives us another way. Subhanallah al-Azim. When, when you tell someone, yeah, shaykh, this is haram. Oh, no, 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 there's other shaykh who says it's haram. Yeah, Habib Allah says, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, you find someone to find us a way. MashaAllah. Say, hire a sheikh for yourself and to, to give you, uh, yani, to tell you, to, to make you fatwa. Because uh, you can find some, some, unfortunately, some sheikh who are tailors, fatwa tailors. You go to them, just ask them, I want a fatwa this way. So he tells, he makes you a, a fatwa just the way you want it. We go and dig in these books and these books and these books and find that Imam Malik said in this case this and said Imam Abu Hanifa or Shafi or others said this so he gives you what you want you find a way. That's why you find now some sheikhs who are you can see them in some of these satellites or channels they are telling you that okay to drink alcohol if it's less than 5% on the beer. And it's okay to, t- to, to, to take riba if it's less than 5%. And it's okay to shake hands with women which is not your mahram. Yes, you're fine. You're fine if you are looking, no problem. That's why Imam Malik said, مَنْ تَتَبَّعَ رُخَصُ الْعَلَمَاتَ زَنْدَقُ Whoever is running after the ulama's mistakes in fatwa, he will become a munafiq. Hypocrite. Why? Because he's taking this fatwa in here and fatwa in here and fatwa in here. Then he brings every dirty or wrong fatwa into his body and he will become bad man. But when you read Quran and Sunnah, we say always, even if you receive a fatwa from a sheikh, look at Kalam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Kalam Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and see if this is the way or not. And subhanallah, wallahi, even a regular Muslim who does not know a lot about Quran and Sunnah, when he hears some of these sheikhs, he does not accept it. Why? Because they speak like they are talking about football. Not talking about the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You never heard them say, say Allah said, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, this uh, alim and this scholar said, no, they say, oh, this is haram, this is no good, this is, this, and they, sometimes they say bad words even in, in the fatwa. Subhanallah al-Abu. While when you hear some sheikhs, when they talk, they say, Aqalullah, Qala Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, then you understand that these people are talking and bringing the fatwa from the true source of the deen of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Quran That took us a little bit out of the case of Shafa'ah, but this is actually more explanation for what we, are, what we really need. Nowadays we do not need more knowledge in Islam just like this. We need to know how to deal with ourselves to bring ourselves to Allah Taala. 
Before we read Quran and Sunnah, we should really have the glorification of Allah Taala and the, the love of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Some people, when he, when he looks at Quran, he looks like this. He's that he's reading any book. Friends, what are we supposed? We're supposed when we take the Quran, we take we remember that we are taking the words of Allah. We are reading the words of Allah. We should be really khashi'in when we recite them. We should be ready to obey. Allah is telling us, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. Ah, Abdul Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu says, whenever you hear Allah saying, Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, so listen to it. Not only by your ear, but also by your heart. It is good thing to be ordered for you, or bad thing to be, you are going to be told not to do. إِمَّا خَيْرًا تُؤْمَرْ بِهُ وَإِمَّا شَرًا تُنْهَعًا First of all, we have to feel the greatness of Allah, the one who descended this ayat and this Quran. Then when we do this, we will really come to Quran as Muhammad and his Sahaba did. But we say Quran like any other book we study in the schools, if we are studying it in schools and we put it in the masjid and we are, when we are free, we will read Quran. But we are too busy, always we are too busy. We are always too busy to read Quran. We come late to Salah, maybe one rakah, two rakah is finished already, we do them in Ma'as-Salama, yalla. So late, so lazy to come to the masjid and so quick to go out of the masjid. MashaAllah, yani, uh, strength comes after Salah, not before Salah. So how are we saying now? We are saying that we are the Muslims and our destour is the Qur'an. Our life is Qur'an, we are going to put our life through Qur'an and Sunnah, by the Qur'an and Sunnah. How are we going to do this if we are not reciting Qur'an? We do not need only to recite Qur'an, we need to recite Qur'an and understand Qur'an and practice Qur'an. Same with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How are we going to, to read the others? Yani, subhanallah, some of us say, why Muslims are so weak and the covers are so strong? Naturally, yaqi, naturally. It is natural that if the cowards are taking the, the, the reasons for strength and Muslims are really thinking of their stomachs. In fact, we do not deserve to, be, to have the victory now. The Muslims now, they do not deserve to, be, have to, to have victory and lead the world. They don't deserve it really. Because what are they going to give the world? What are we going to give the world if, if we lead the world now? Nothing. The world, the other world is better than us in life and materialistic stuff. They create cars and, and airplanes and missiles and so on. We, what are we cre- creating? But when we are true Muslims, carrying the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, doing the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then we deserve to lead the world. And that's not going to be like this. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa suffered for that long time. Nuh alayhi salam, Musa and the other messengers suffered before Allah gives the victory. Some messengers Allah did not give them victory. Some messengers are killed. Do you think that we are better than messengers? Subhanallah al-Azim. If Muhammad was the best person ever walked the earth, the best messenger of all, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and he suffered in Mecca 13 years, and he ran away from Mecca in his hijrah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, just because we want to convey this message of Allah. And you think that just because we learn two words and we can, we are supposed to lead the world now? If we have the victory now and lead the world, we will destroy the world. We will not go, we are not going to give the world anything because we are not having anything 
actually. At least majority of us. Majority of Muslims, they don't have anything to give the world. What are they going to give the world? Technology? They don't have technology. Message of Islam? They don't have it. They don't practice it. Yani, subhanallah, one answer. If one kafir to one da'iyah. He told him that what you have said is true and fantastic, but why didn't you listen to practice it? Why didn't you practice it? If it was that you, as you said, is good, why didn't you practice it? It's not the case of just giving people theories. Islam is this. And we are Muslims. We are the best of all. We are the best of all if there's a condition here. If we are true Muslims. And you are the best nation ever been in this world for a human being. خلاص لا wait complete the ayah. تأمرون بالمعروف وتنهون عن المنكر وتؤمنون بالله. You are not the best ummah because you are this color or this language or this money or this food or that or this. No. كنتم خير أمة أخرجت للناس because you are doing the أمر بالمعروف أمر بالمعروف دعوة إلى الله سبحانه وتعالى call people to Islam and you cannot call people to Islam if we are not really knowing Islam how are we going to call people for something we do not know and we do not practice we do not believe so first of all we have to take care of ourselves let us make ourselves as true examples like Sahaba did then we can go and call people for Islam in fact as soon as we become fantastic examples, people will accept Islam without even calling. And that is really reality. Do you know how Indonesia, Malaysia, all that area, even Philippines, how did they accept Islam? Did Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa or Sahaba or the people later on send armies to call them for Islam and make jihad against them? No. All those people accepted Islam because of those traders, true Muslim traders, who were trading with these people. So people saw some people fantastic in, in, in treatment. Good Muslims. They don't drink alcohol. They don't do bad things. They don't do these things. They don't cheat. So they said, what, what are you? Why are you doing this? Because, because Islam. What is Islam? Then they gave him what is Islam. And when they heard and learned the theory and saw their practice already there, then they accepted Islam. I told you about the, sto the story of that American, one American and his wife. He came to a market where selling some kind of clothes, pretty, pretty expensive clothes. So the, the owner of the, the, the shop told the worker in the shop, the salesman, okay, there's no, 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 no the, the uh, prices were not put on the product. But he told him, okay, you sell it as I told you, this for this, this for this. One of the things that he told him, this for 200. And he left. After he left, an American and his wife came to the market. That was in some Muslim country, by the way. So, so they, they saw that product, which is actually for, they are selling it for 200 riyals or dollars, whatever. So they said, how much is this? The salesman, he saw the Americans, they said, they are rich, you know, let's make it. So he said, it's 400. 
They looked at it once, twice, they said, okay, we accept. They pay 400 and they wanted to leave. While they are leaving the market or the shop, the owner came. So he saw them buying this, mashallah, you, you've chosen fantastic case. How much you paid for it? He said, 400. What? He said, 400. He said, no. There's a dessert. He said, oh, we accept it. They said, we accept it. He said, no. What do you mean, no? He said, I'm the owner of the shop. This is only for 200. You have two choices. Take 200, so it will be 200 only. You paid 400, take back 200. Or, give me back your, your, my stuff and take your money. So you're amazed. What, is this? what kind of man is this? So they said, why are you doing this? Yeah, you're supposed to be happy that you have got 400 instead of 200. Instead of 200. Why are you doing this? He said, because my dean, my dean is telling me this. I can't cheat you. Ah, your dean. So that rings the bell. So they took the 200 and they left. Later on they came back and they said, tell us about your deal. Tell us about your deal. So he told them about Islam, so they accepted Islam. He lost 200, but he gained two persons in Islam. Two persons who are going to pray, every prayer he is gaining the same ajr of them. And maybe these two persons will be good and fantastic day after they learn, they become, masha'Allah, then every person accepts Islam because of them, he is getting a copy of their good deeds. You heard of this uh, brother, Sheikh Yusuf Esther. I read his story, how he accepted Islam. He was a prejudiced. He hates Islam, and he hates Muslims. But because of one regular person, he was not a alim. He was a regular Muslim, but subhanallah. He came and he stayed with them in their house and he started to discuss with them. Yusuf and his father and his wife and another guy who was Catholic, these were Protestants. With discussion, they discovered that Islam is the truth. So he accepted Islam. Now he is becoming a alim. The one who directed him into Islam is not known to us. But he is known to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And how many good deeds he is gaining because of Yusuf himself. Put in your mind, brothers, that you are created for a fantastic reason. Don't forget it. You are created, as Allah told us in his holy book, Not to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And part of the worshipping, and most of the part, important part of the worshipping, is to make da'wah to people, to call them to Islam. Call Muslims back to Islam, call Kafirs to Islam. This is your job. It's enough for us to remember that this is the duty and mission of Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Don't you think that you are upgraded a lot if you are doing the mission of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Allahu Akbar. Why are we losing time? Our days are, not, are counted. A dead person. Who is he? Nobody knows, but he's He finished this dunya. Maybe tomorrow you, or you, or you, or me, will be in here, instead of him. So why don't we rush to learn the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, practice it, and call people for it. Dunya will not run away from you. Your risk will be there. Don't worry, your risk will not, nobody will take it from you. Your risk is already written for you, no one, Allahu Akbar, Wallahi, no one will take your risk. One halal will not be taken from you. Don't worry about that. Do, do the reasons, do your best, that's enough. But make your concentration. Your important life 
for this deed. Study, practice, call and be patient. As Allah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in Surah Al-Asr, for those people who are winners, not losers, they have these four conditions. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاطَوا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاطَوا بِالصَّبْرِ آمَنُوا They believed after learning, understanding Islam, then they practice it in their life, act upon it, then they call people for it. And if they do these three, they are going to be hurted. That's for sure. They will suffer. For sure. So Allah told them in the last, last one, وَتَوَاطَوا بِالصَّبْرِ They have to be patient because they are going to face. As Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, there is a person face. Maybe more than that. So be ready for that if you want to be, or to be, not to be a loser. You will be a big winner if you just follow this way. As Allah told you in Surah Al-Asr. Jazakumullah khair for listening. And sorry if I took more than a suppose. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. The paper I gave you, or Sheikh Mtiyat gave you, is actually a summary and man bab I promised you last week to show you the, the um, yani, uh, division of Shafa'ah and what's the condition of it. If you have any questions, I'll be happy to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you.